Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad and blessed to have you here with us this morning. But before we get into the word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for your spirit, Lord, and we thank you for your peace, Lord, and we thank you for your provision and your protection. Lord, we ask that you'll minister to each and every one of us, Lord, the message that you'll have us here, Lord. We open our hearts to receive you, Lord, and to receive what you have to say, God. And we thank you for those that are being added to the kingdom, Lord. We thank you for those that are already part of it, God. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, that they're being blessed, Lord, that they're growing and maturing in you, Lord. And we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord, and your joy that you give us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are so excited and happy to have you with us. Happy, happy is not the right word. We're joyful that you are with us as we continue to discuss the Word of God together, and, and in particular, our study in the book of Acts. So for those that have continued to do so and those that are beginning now, we thank you for liking the episodes, for subscribing on all the platforms where you can find a day of prayer, for and for sharing it with others so they can be blessed, and most importantly, that they also just like we are now, learning and growing in relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So, thank you for that. Thank you for, I'll say, for partnering with us, for participating in the work of the ministry, and for helping the gospel to go forth mm-hmm. and cover the four corners of the earth. Amen. And most importantly, bring in the harvest and build the Lord's house together. Amen. So, thank you. And you be blessed and rewarded immensely by the Lord. Amen. So, just wanted to thank you before we get into the Word. But now, we are going to continue in Acts chapter 4. And can I get a volunteer to read verses 32 through 37, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul, Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone who among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that, are, that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distribute, distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostle, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the city of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. So at this time, we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you. And then, of course, if you have any questions, please go ahead and ask them, right? So we can all learn and grow in Christ together. So, that being said, who'd like to begin? 
I will. All right. Promise. <laughs> okay. First Lord's talking to me about verse 34. It says, Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. And so, wait, sorry. I need to continue on verse 35. Where it says, And laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And so the Lord is talking to me about mainly with the part that they weren't poor. And so the Lord is telling me that people inside the church, they make a mistake in saying, oh, I can't have this thing because the apostles and Jesus were poor and they're barely scrimping by. But they weren't. Mm. They weren't. They didn't serve mammon, right? Yes. They did, yes. Uh, which is money, um, possessions, things. They didn't have a, a tie to it in that way where it was their God. But God has a, that's a part of our covenant with him is for him to bless us. Now, the, the part that they were sharing with one another, that has a significant place because they weren't coveting. They weren't hoarding it to themselves and going, well, this is for me and yes. my three. And I don't know about you and your four. You know, they weren't, they weren't treating it that way. So the Lord, we, we, when we receive Jesus Christ, the, the scripture says that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. So he certainly does a work in our heart and the fruit of the spirit. Um, it does develop over time, but there is an impartation of the love of God. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts um, <laughs> when we are saved. And that's certainly, um, that certainly lends us to being uh, generous towards others and not being concerned or bound by worldly possessions and accumulations. Amen. Not that God, we don't have them or we can't have them. Not that God doesn't want us to have those things. Do what he asks you to do because we also see Abraham was wealthy. David was wealthy. Job you know, was wealthy. Solomon was, there was none I like mean, Solomon, and right? Jesus's garment was so nice. They were like, no, no, don't tear it. You know, don't cut it in half. The Romans who had the wealth of the time were like, no, no, don't don't right. mess up that. That's so nice. That's too nice. So Jesus was well provided for. I mean, especially if you're getting money out of uh, fish's mouths, you're, you weren't limited by <laughs> anything. Um, but you, on the same token, he didn't need to have a bank account stored up with, um, with the bankers. And, you know, like we joke about swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck to um, say that he was well cared for. So that's that's not the same thing. Right. He did not pursue money. Mm -hmm. Right. Jesus or, or any of these, that wasn't their pursuit. Mm -hmm. But like everything else, they freely received what the Lord provided for them. And were willing to share. A amen. Mm -hmm. Right. Being led by the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. we see when we discussed this during our study of the Lord's house, that same mindset, I'll say that you find in the children of Israel under Moses when he receives the instructions for the tabernacle, right? Yes. He could have easily come back and said, hey, you've got more money than these people. You need to give X, Y, Z, and Q, right? And here's a whole list of all these items and how mm -hmm. much, and, mm -hmm. and we're going to weigh it and calculate it out and Right, and, mm -hmm. and tax each one accordingly to what you have. No, no, he didn't do that. He let the Holy Spirit minister to their hearts and then 
wait, wait, have we not talked about this structure before? Letting the Holy Spirit move and mm-hmm. putting on the hearts of each one what they should give and giving them the opportunity to come into bo- to obedience and choose to submit to the Lord, to His the leading of His Holy Spirit and fulfilling what the Lord has given them to do. Yes. Right. And so that was that particular scenario was them giving to the work of building the the temple or the tabernacle, building the house of the Lord. Absolutely. But then there's other things that were instituted, like um, the tithe, if you will, mm-hmm. or um, I think later it became a temple tax and things of that nature. Um, fees, but God said have one standard for everybody. Right. Whether you have little or much, you have great or little, it's the tithe is 10%. It's ten percent of what you have, and this this um, I, I have to go back and look at the the actual term for it, but we'll just call it temple tax for now until I find that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one standard. You're not going to have a separate one for the man who has, you know, seems like he has more, and then one for the one who has little. And then, um, you know, of course, they had the ability to give above and beyond that, beyond that. But even when they brought sin offerings, and and that's what I mean in, in particular, the sin offering was the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is the sin offering for this. And then God did make caveats. If you don't have this dove or, you know, exactly. you don't have this, you can exchange it for that one. But that what that applied for everybody. This was one standard that everybody could come into. Right. But, but sorry, so that's what I was thinking even about. Even with the, the tithe, right, there's the first fruits mm-hmm. offering, right? And mm-hmm. so the hey, giving the Lord the best. And you see that with Cain and Abel mm-hmm. and the difference there, right? Mm-hmm. There was, they had the same standard. The Lord had the same standard for all. Right. And as should, I'll say, the Lord has that same standard for us. Amen. So it wasn't like the rich man had to pay 15% for his <laughs> right. tithe, and then if you were poor, you got to pay 5% or, or you know two, what I mean? Or right, or right. whatever. 10% of what you have is what the Lord asked them to do. Uh, and, but what was it? It was just acknowledging what the Lord had asked them to do. That you be obedient. Then being obedient with mm-hmm. what he, was at, he had for you. That was it. And And that's how... Oh, well, you talked about the simplicity here in, a, in an earlier episode. But it's about that exact thing. It, the Lord made it simple for everyone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the simple things, when our flesh is in the way, become the most difficult things to do. Amen. That's All right? True. So as a matter of recognizing that, examining ourselves, and then uh, wrangling that in, right? Subduing our flesh. Mm-hmm. Amen. Or as, as Dean would like to say. Wrestling. wrestling, wrestling the flesh yeah. in, Dean's right? Not with us today. Well, he's not here today, but yes, um, dear brother, amen. Mm-hmm. So, what else? Oh, Dad, you had mentioned very quickly that uh, both you and Mommy mentioned about tithing. Um, and Dad, you mentioned that it was about obedience, but it was obedience so that he could, he is, and the Lord would bless you. If you go back and look at Proverbs um, nine and ten, honor the Lord with your first fruits. Mm-hmm. And with the beginning of all your increase, that way your barns will be full and your vats will overflow with new wine. Why? Because he wants you to enjoy it. The apostles were doing the same thing. Their first fruits was them as a living sacrifice and going out and preaching the word of God as he asked them to do. Just like it is for us today. Amen. Now, maybe it's slightly different form, but at the courts, the same thing. And he wants to do the same thing in your life that he did in the apostles life. He wants to bless you. So. As mommy says, be available for the blessing. Amen to and, that. And Why how do you become available for the blessing? You have to do what God says to do. You have to okay. be obedient. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Not, 
uh, grudgingly and obedient or disobedient, but willing. But you have to have okay. the right combination. So there's the other aspect, right, of this, whether it's Micah or Malachi, Malachi. excuse me. Uh, yes. So whether it's Malachi or any of the, the prophets or any time, they're talking about even mentioning the tithe, right? Mm -hmm. What do they mention? Before, especially in Malachi, before and after, he's saying, let your heart be right with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So be obedient to the Lord first, and then as a result of your obedience to the Lord, you can bring your offering, mm -hmm. your tithe, right? Yes. And then the Lord will bless that, and then you'll have all these these other things. Mm -hmm. All right, but isn't that the the same to what the Lord says, which is, um, if if there's ought with your brother, leave your and, gift and you remember, right? But you were bringing your offering, like, leave it there, and go make things right, and then come back and present it. Mm -hmm. There's not a different standard with the Lord, right? Yes. So let's not forget that part of it. Mm -hmm. But as we were t discussing this, right where we are here in Acts. That obedience to the Lord, to the leading of his Holy Spirit, is the key thing. And what happened as a result? More had been added to them. More were receiving the Holy Spirit, the spirit of promise and being blessed as a result. Mm. Everyone had their needs met, right? Yes. No, There was no lack. There was no lack. Everyone had their needs met. Isn't that part of the role of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Mm -hmm. You're ministering to one another their needs. Mm -hmm. And what else is demonstrated in here? Loving one another as Christ loved us. First, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but cherishes it and nourishes it. Okay. So we see the body operating as God wanted it to. So, so there is that. And... What did he ask of the rich young ruler? Sell all that you have and give to the poor and come and follow okay. me. Okay. So there's no other gods before him. And this is something you brought up, mm -hmm. honey. Just helping make it plain for everyone that's listening. Mm -hmm. Right? If the Lord asks us to do something, we should do it. If there is a struggle or a challenge, again, going back to what we were just discussing, then we need to, I'll say, subdue our flesh, buffet it, and bring it under submission. So there's nothing between us and the Lord that would prevent us from carrying out, from fulfilling his will, his covenant, his plan, his purpose, the destiny track that he's given us to do. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. So uh, we, we, we talked about in the previous, the last episode um, that when the scripture says that we, when we're born again, we become a new creation. So our, our spirit becomes new, right? We're, we are born again. We have a, a new and alive a spirit that was previously not alive. And we are a three-part being. We have, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Amen. So while this, the inward man, the spirit man is renewed, the moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that soul of yours still has to be um, refined. It still has to be buffeted. And when we, we use the flesh in two different terms we talk about flesh when we talk about that the meat sack that you live in your tent your physical body which is just a vessel of whichever one is guiding you your spirit or your soul and um it is 
connected. It's what gives us the ability to transact business in the earth, right? So we're not uh, spirits just floating around or something like that. We have a physical body that allows me to pick up a cup and take a drink of water, um, walk down the street, things of that nature. But so in and of itself, the physical body is neither here nor there. But it's subject to either our spirit, our reborn spirit who always wants to do the will of God, or it's subject to our our soul, which we also call our flesh, um, or being carnal minded. It's subject to what we've learned uh, during our time living in the earth without Christ Jesus, subject to our five senses, our emotions, and our human will. So when we get saved, that spirit man always and only wants to do the will of God, but our flesh still, I mean, our, our flesh in the sense of our soul still has to be refined. And sometimes it can't comprehend and which all times the, the flesh of man, the carnal mind cannot perceive the things of God. When Christ comes to us or the Holy Spirit comes to us with the will of Christ being made known to us and declaring the overall will of the father to us, we go, uh-uh. Hold up, Lord, that's a little bit too much for me. That that put my brain on tilt. That put my my mind and my will and my emotions, it, it threw me off for a second. I need a minute. God is not scared of that happening in us. The problem comes is when we stay in that place. Not that we initially said, oh, Lord, wait, ho, ho, ho. You're asking, whoa, hold up. Jesus, wait. Okay? He understands that we're flesh and that it takes, we have to bring that flesh under to, under subjection. We saw Jesus do that in the garden. He brought his flesh under subjection, his soul, his mind, his will, and emotions under subjection to the point that literally his physical body started sweating great drops of blood mm-hmm. in resisting um, doing his own will in the presence of God. Right. And doesn't Paul talk about that? He says, you've not resisted to the point of... Unto bloodshed. Uh, unto bloodshed. Yes. So thank he, you. Then he says, get your mind together. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stop making it so hard in your mind thinking you're this you know you're the only suffering person the one that's ever felt this weight in this birth right and you have not begun <laughs> to feel weight because i don't think you're sweating blood right now right? okay and you might get beaten some whips some so, blood comes so let's out put this in perspective blood. exactly right keep it keep it together man um but when when that happens don't stay in that place keep you make yourself get in alignment if your will if your mind doesn't understand the things of god don't just go i'm not doing it anymore lord and sit down and refuse to hear from him anymore, press in. Okay, okay, Lord, that's the time where he says to renew your mind. Don't um, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change that on the inside of you by going, this is what you said, Lord, I agree. You open your mouth and confess out loud that I agree with you, Lord. Confess the word of God and you keep going and keep going and declare that you believe the Lord and keep your hand in his and that's your your um, willingness, that's what I mean by that, your willingness to go with God and keep your heart connected to him and let him draw you and keep pressing until you are able to walk in what he says to you, if it's a big thing. Um, I think about Peter when he and John and the Lord were standing by the sea and the Lord was giving Peter his um, comeback opportunity mm-hmm. to come back and serve him. And he's, he's, Jesus tells him what his life is going to be. When you're young, you're going to go where you want to go. But when you get old, you're not going to have that opportunity. People are going to take you where you don't want to go. And um, mm-hmm. God is describing what his walk will look like, you know, before Christ to carry out the will of God. And then he looks over and goes, well, what about this one? Right. <laughs> And the Lord's like, well, what does it have to do with you? You follow me. Mind mm-hmm. your, basically, mind your beeswax and <laughs> let me be God. But um, 
we still have to walk with him. And God was able to draw him as he was mentally processing, like, woo, that sounds kind of crucial, Lord. You know, I couldn't even stand when it was just people asking me a question about you, much less people are taking me captive or hostage or um, causing some kind of violence towards me. That, But Jesus didn't forsake him because he had that pause. Mm-hmm. He He walked with him and then... Peter kept going and saying, okay, well, I'm going to press through this initial warning that I have in my, in my humanity, and I'm going to pursue you, Jesus, and I'm going to keep coming till I perceive it. And then we saw him, um, just the verses we read uh, for yesterday's episode, mm-hmm. saying, give me boldness, so I'll do this, Lord. And, and he did not run away. So that's how exactly. we should handle those kind of things. Exactly. Anyone else? I'll go. All right, I promise. Okay, then Lord's talking. Then Lord's talking to me about what the apostles and how they had to continue to walk with the Lord. They couldn't just keep coasting. Okay. And the Lord remind me of if there's a waterfall and you have a rope on, you roll away from the waterfall. You can't just sit there, or you could get tossed over the waterfall. Wait, so, okay, if so, you're so, <laughs> approaching, you're about to go off a waterfall. If you keep letting the current carry you, you're going to go over the waterfall. My, I mean, Is that what you mean? My, if you row away from the waterfall to safe distance, mm-hmm. but then instead of getting to the shore, you let the water pull you towards the waterfall again, you're going to go back over. Okay, well, Mo, you better make it clear. Thank you for explaining. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes. So I like that. So just because we overcome an obstacle with the Lord doesn't mean like if lying was an issue, for example, you roll away from the, the, the waterfall of lying, you know, just lying every time your mouth opened to now you're telling the truth, but you never fully come away from being a liar and make your stance that you um, you will speak the truth in love and you will not let deception um, proceed out of your mouth. Right. Only those things that are edifying to the Lord. Um, And you step onto the shore and we would call Jesus the shore. He's the rock. He's solid ground. And you make your full on um, purpose and declaration to follow him. And you follow up with that day after day. If you don't do that and you just stay in the boat, well, maybe I'll lie a little bit later. I'll save lying just in case. That's my secret weapon. You know, if I'll I just put it right below the surface. Right. My, my just in case patch, I need it. My secret parachute. You don't know what's under here. It's my bulletproof vest. Right. I'll lie if I need to. If you keep that mentality, then eventually the current's going to pull you back in and you'll be back to lying every time your mouth opens or you open your eyeballs, the lies flying out somewhere. That will be the case. Sin will come back and overtake you and you will. It will be worse than before. Amen to that. You'll actually go over the cliff with the lying or whatnot. So when when we work with him and we do that renewing of the mind, we um, refine the soul, if you will, uh, work out our soul salvation, the scripture calls it. Um, when we do that and we continue in that process, we go deeper and we continue to follow God more and more and we allow him to make us more like him day after day then we won't return to those old things like a pig returning to its wallow. But we do have to put forth the effort every day. But you actually have to put it away from you. You can't just save it secret place for later because it's going to come up again. I'm pretty sure there's a scripture that talks about that. I put away all sin and lying and envy Mm -hmm. and malice and Mm -hmm. the list goes on and on and on. And and I'm Mm -hmm. not downplaying it. Picking on lying. It's it's a considerable list, right? Mm -hmm. But, when we look at it, those are the things that natural-minded people in the flesh mm-hmm. 
is always looking to to bring forth, right? But back to what you were talking about, honey, with and promise, with the shore, right? Are we not to be rooted and grounded in our Lord and love. Savior, yeah. right? In love, but mm-hmm. Jesus God is, is love, love. so right. um, we're to be rooted and grounded in Him, mm-hmm. planted firmly, right? David talks about I'm I'm a green olive tree planted in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, we studied that, and clearly there were no olive trees. Mm-hmm. Or there were there was no there were no strawberries there was no garden plant there was no vegetation That's whatsoever right. except for in the temples there were carvings of them right mm-hmm. palm trees and and pomegranates right mm-hmm. however the actual physical vegeta- vegetation was not it so we should be rooted and grounded in in God Him being the rich soil right that is tilled and also our heart needs to be open and tilled and um, I'll say, able to receive what he is giving us and that it spring up bearing fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Making yes, the yes. tree good and its fruit good also. Amen. The tree being us and our life in Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. So um, we're about out of time here. So we're going we're gonna to pause here for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. No, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us an opportunity to speak the words that you have given us to speak, Lord. And Lord, you also just thank you for giving us the tools that we need, Lord, to move on in you, Lord, and accomplish what you have told us to accomplish, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.